0: Do you want to start it or do, do you want me, me to? <laughs> Just like, hey, welcome yeah. to, and then I'll talk.
1: Okay. okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Hime Time Podcast. I'm Emma.
0: I'm Travis. And this is the Hime Time Podcast. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> we're, if this is your first time listening or watching, we're very excited today. We have a special guest, Mr. Daniel Vaughn. Woohoo! Uh, Daniel is the author of The Prophets of Smoked Meat. Um, an incredible book, also Whole Hog Barbecue, a cookbook with Sam Jones. Um, he is also the Texas Monthly Barbecue Editor, um, which it means he's a big deal in our world. And yeah. so um, we're very thankful that Daniel came on. It was something, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of questions more so about, you know, him and his story, how he um, came to be the world's first barbecue editor. Um, and it was an awesome episode. We got into some uh, serious stuff. <laughs> we also of
2: course. Um,
0: just kind of BSed a little bit, but um, it's a great episode. I really, really hope you enjoy it. So please subscribe, like, review um, Time Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, also, if you want to support this podcast directly um, because it costs money, you can follow us at patreon.com slash time um, we always release the video version of these podcasts um, early on, uh, on our Patreon. We do a bunch of—we're going to do some other videos, some other behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: Maybe some barbecue classes, maybe?
0: Barbecue classes, yeah. We've, we've had a, a ton of success with that. Those are going to be exclusive. Um, sign up on Patreon. And then, too, this book right here—check uh, this out— Daniel autographed. We're going to give this away to one lucky Patreon subscriber. Um, that's probably just going to be Todd because he's our only Patreon Todd, subscriber. Right what's now. Up? But, um, <laughs> if you want a Todd chance love to that. win this uh, autograph book, um, you know, please follow us patreon.com slash time time podcast. Thanks again to Daniel Vaughn. This is a great episode, a lot of fun stuff. And uh, please listen, watch, subscribe, everything else. Thank you. Thanks. Howdy. Welcome to Heim Time. I'm your host, Travis Heim.
1: I'm Emma Heim.
0: And we are very happy today to introduce uh, someone. We are very
3: (laughs) happy today to introduce...
0: Hey, this is serious. I'm introing you. Um, (laughs) Please don't talk. Uh, This is somebody who uh, is is very uh, important in the barbecue world. He is an author, uh, among many things, but um, also the texas monthly barbecue editor our friend daniel vaughn
3: Woo. uh thank you thank, <laughs> thanks for having me here thanks
1: for coming what
3: a professional setup
1: <laughs> we're trying yeah
3: that's all
0: paul no uh no thanks to us but yeah this is uh this is cool we're at the Nexim creative studios right paul um and then he's got a new studio that's coming out probably what and soon About about four weeks away. Okay. Awesome. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. So, we're going to upgrade tomorrow. We'll have a green screen behind you and stuff. We'll have, like, you know, next time you come on, special effects, stuff like that. Explosions. It'll look real
3: Michael Bay. (laughs) The first Michael Bay podcast.
0: There you go. Very
3: exciting. Well, I I wore the shirt just for y'all. I didn't realize I was wearing it for the camera, too. Thank you. That's (laughs) awesome. We
0: we need to plug more. I wear this hat, but I rarely wear a Heim hat. It just feels weird. Like you're. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to sell, this shit. So please go on our website and buy, you know, I think if we even that's have these. That's not on the website. Okay, never Here. mind. My bad. You can't even get it. So. In stores only. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: update that. Yeah, Daniel's that.
0: got the Yeti, so, <laughs> you know, whatever. Get a Yeti instead. <laughs> Um, go to the
1: stores and spend money on meat and then buy a cup. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh like wearing your own band t-shirt though, you know, for me. I don't know if I I was like if
3: you're wearing the Heim yeah. stuff like especially at the restaurant, I bet. Like yeah. you just look like some, look like an employee like I work l- here. like you're in like you're in uniform. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Somebody like asked me to to take the trash out or something, which I'm happy to do. You it's know, like know, wearing a I red am.
3: shirt into Target, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the worst. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just always felt like, you know, it's like the nickelback, you know, guy wearing a nickelback t shirt. And you're just like, eh, Brett whatever.
1: Michaels always wears Brett Michaels shirts. Point in
0: made.
3: Point made, Paul. And the, and the um, Pour Some Sugar on Me video. <laughs> like, they are, all, I think, all wearing Def Leppard shirts. <laughs> hey, I've worn my own band shirt. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I mean,. You're the exception. What's that? Apologies. (laughs) Well, that's it's a great band. Look it up.
1: (laughs) Follow me on IG. I'm
3: just wearing this because black is slimming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Sure. You love
0: them. Yeah. A t shirt with with a barbecue meat item is very slimming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, So this is going off the rails early. So um, (laughs) Daniel, uh, among many things, like we said, uh, is an author, Texas Monthly Barbecue editor. Um this is his book entitled The Prophets of Smoked Meat, uh A Journey Through Texas Barbecue. Um, this is actually Daniel was nice enough to sign this and one lucky viewer listener is gonna win this. So we're very Ooh. thankful for that. Thank you, Daniel. You're um, very welcome. So um how are you? <laughs> it's our first question every time.
2: Yeah.
3: How am I? Wow. Uh well, I mean, I'm I'm feeling good today. Yeah. i Um, you know, my normal job is to go out and like, just go on road trips like day after day and several a week usually. And that's really been cut back. But yesterday I I got out, um, I didn't even really go searching for stories. I I went out to East Texas really just to enjoy myself and get a little refresher. I went out to, uh, the original bodacious, um, that's in, in Longview. In Longview, yeah, yeah the one on Moberly. yeah, and went to another Bodacious over in Hallsville as well, okay. and uh, they're, they're just two of my favorite East Texas barbecue joints. And you know, there's there's lots of good stuff out there now, but you know, I just wanted to go out and have some barbecue to enjoy, get out yeah. on the road. Like honestly, I, it was strange because I, I called my wife uh, on my way back, and she's like, "So how was how was the day?" It's like, it was really good. I just got in my car and listened to podcasts. Nice, like, yeah. I haven't listened to podcasts and like, I, I used to listen to them all the time because I was always in the car, Yeah, but my travel has been cut down so much. Uh, yeah. It really, uh, really wanted, made me want to get back out on the road some more. Yeah. I believe I it.
0: My uh, grandfather was a uh, 1938 Hallsville Bobcat uh, state champion, football state champion. And then the photo, remember when you said the photo? I know it's like, whatever. <laughs> no one cares. Um, like they were wearing like, uh, dress shoes. Cause like some of the players didn't have like, uh, athletic oh, shoes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, and Hallsville right in between Marshall and Longview for anybody unfamiliar. Yeah. Population of
0: three or four, <laughs> three or four people, I think at this point, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've followed those guys on, uh, Twitter, I think, and they're always posting like awesome stuff.
3: So,
1: so I'm assuming obviously this is a dumb question, but COVID has completely cut your travel
3: it's it's cut my travel um mainly because you know overnight trips are you know kind of iffy
1: mm-hmm.
3: um you know texas monthly for a lot of reasons uh, aren't that comfortable with uh, me being out there and, and really putting myself out there a lot and often mm-hmm. uh so a lot more focus on day trips and i mean the thing is i've been i've been doing this job for a while now and the places you can reach from dallas like i've i've covered Right. Yeah. A
4: lot
3: of that. Yeah. So uh, actually getting a lot of renovations done on the house um, That's good. starting Monday. Yeah. They're going to start construction on Monday. I and saw the backyard setup, by the way. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, well, Yeah, we'll get to the backyard setup in a second. <laughs> okay. But it's like, so we're going to go up to Lake Texoma. Uh, my in-laws have a place up there and we're going to stay there for a couple weeks. And, nice. and uh, my wife's like, so you, you excited to maybe get out of Dallas a little bit? I was like, yeah, there's a lot of barbecue joints up there that I need to <laughs> check out that like are much easier access now. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, doing the, doing the renovations on the house, you know, we're redoing the whole kitchen and both wow. living areas. And so finally going to get this like dream kitchen of mine. Awesome. But before then we're like, well, we better provide some nice outdoor space that we can enjoy while right. we're in our house under construction and, um, you know, a place where we can actually cook food. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, put in a, a big new deck and then, yeah. like, a whole backyard barbecue area right. with, like, all my smokers lined up. and cinder block uh,
0: pit, right? And a cinder yeah, block yeah. pit, yeah. Awesome. See,
3: that's, that's kind of the sad pit sitting there because it's like – after COVID, buddy, we're gonna put a whole <laughs> hog on you, yeah, and, and we're gonna have a party here. We're coming. Up yeah. until then, I don't have a whole lot of reason to use it, <laughs> but the um, uh, but the the best thing really too is to just have a lot of storage space out there. So mm-hmm. I've got all my wood and charcoal nice. and, and lighters and everything else, so um, I don't have to like constantly go back and forth between the garage and the yeah. grill or the smoker and yeah. So I need Ooh, that.
1: exciting!
3: I have a ten year old weber at the house
1: shout out to art he gave it to us oh
3: yeah art riley thank you well yeah but it's got to be hard for y'all to like want to go home and cook barbecue yeah
0: yeah it's uh
1: if we're meal prepping it's good
3: yeah
0: or like grilling and stuff yeah. lot, but really i don't smoke at the house i mean you,
1: you know. could just take it to the restaurant yeah, if there's anything special a
0: million smokers at the <laughs> restaurants so that i could use for any possible purpose um but yeah, we we've been cooking, I guess, a little bit more because we've been spending more time at home. Yeah. But then now that's all going to change because Dallas is opening, and pretty soon I probably shouldn't <laughs> say a date yet. But uh, so what's the date for that? <laughs> <clears throat> um, I it just know. got
1: pushed. I will say it just got pushed another week. Right. We're waiting on Co. Um. So, the smokehouse in Dallas has to have hoods over Vinna smokers, Vinna hoods. So, we weren't expecting that. So, yeah. A, more money, B, more time. But yeah. it's almost there.
0: And we have to sprinkler it, we have to do all this other stuff that, and it that is a some places don't tiny little about.
1: smokehouse. <laughs> like, oh, it's I can't, small. <laughs> I can think of like Zoolander when he's like, This school yeah. for ants, like it's a smokehouse for <laughs> ants. Like I saw it like a yeah. like a day ago. I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah,
0: we have three three of the big oilers at both restaurants mm-hmm. and then at Dallas we have one of the big ones and then one of the like medium sized ones. So
3: so you're gonna have the it's same menu? Interesting.
0: Yeah, same menu, everything. Um, this is supposed to be a, about you, Daniel. I know, but I'm really
3: curious. See, if, if you all <laughs> don't know, like I live in Dallas, so this is important information to me. It's
0: very cool. Um, did you ever go when it was Mockingbird Diner?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I went so several times. That space is awesome. And yeah. uh, Meat Fight was held there. And oh, so yeah, we used the parking lot to smoke meat in for Meat Fight. So yeah. I've been a judge at Meat Fight like every year, but one year I was a contestant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's How the was one that? year we didn't go. Was it? Yeah.
1: yeah. I think we had something.
3: Yeah. How was that? Oh, my God. It was like... <laughs> It was on rented smokers, yeah, yeah. like they were, oh, gosh. and rented smokers and wet wood. Yeah, yeah that was that. I was remember
0: fun. a grease fire at one point. I think I it didn't was, have any grease uh, fire. Not not you. Yeah, that was yeah.
1: like three or four years ago. I think
0: it was Jeff Beckovic. I don't want to call eee! any names, but I'm pretty Chef sure it Jeff. was Jeff. Yeah, yeah, um, I think it was. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, meat fight, if you don't know, is a awesome charity, um, non profit that Daniel and 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 we. Uh, support and they raise money for uh, MS research but specifically I get and I'm so stupid I shouldn't even talk about you know I don't know anything but if you have MS if you're leading an active lifestyle right it it helps kind of prevent those system or the, the symptoms, symptoms yes. um, from getting worse and so They encourage, uh, you know, people biking, running, you know, any kind of uh, activity. So a lot of what Mephi does is they'll they'll get bikes um, for people and, like, you know, especially um, kind of the specialty.
3: What are those, like the trikes? Yeah, they have the three-wheeled bikes, Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's awesome. Alice Lassad. Uh, in yeah, Dallas. we need to have
1: her on too. Yeah, That'd be fun.
0: Meatfight.com. It's awesome. I almost wore my meat fight shirt, but I literally thought you were going to probably wear a mefi shirt. Oh, so I was like...
1: That would be good. <laughs> but, uh,
0: <laughs> me and my brother, though, we went we went and had dinner the other day and we were both wearing this hat and I, I just wanted to die. I was like, God, we look like nerds, like in an NSYNC boy well, band like, or it's something.
1: Inevitable yeah. It's inevitable. It's going to happen.
0: Um, so again, we're getting sidetracked. Um, but yeah, COVID sucks, obviously. Um, you have had even kind of a, a stranger experience than a lot of people because what was supposed to be a fun little vacation turned into kind of a nightmare. Can you tell us about that? Okay.
3: Well, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be a fun big vacation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, nightmare is a hard way to describe it. Uh, it may, may be a little dramatic, but yeah. um, I, I guess hearing about it was a trip to Peru. So mm-hmm. we, we went for spring break. And, you know, we knew, um, you know, we knew coronavirus was, was, uh, spreading. It hadn't been, I think called a global pandemic yet. Right. This and was like March or this was, uh, yeah, like March 12th, yeah. or, uh, 12, 13th, some, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first half of March. And so we are, um, we are packing for Peru. Yeah. Like we're leaving the next morning Yeah, and, um, the nba calls off their season right and i was mm. and my wife and i are just like all right so <laughs> it's like yeah well i, I mean at that point our, our attitude was like well it seems like uh seems like we'll be safer in peru than yeah. in texas probably so anyway we uh we went on the trip and went to see machu picchu Is uh you know my cool. wife and i and our two kids uh so we uh you know we we had a a great time in Peru. Like it was, it's a beautiful country. There's lots of great food, great people. And, uh, yeah, we were having a great time and we go up to Machu Picchu and our guide there had said, you know, there's maybe some restrictions coming for travel. Right. So keep an eye out. Yeah. And so we, we came off of Machu Picchu and got on a train We uh, head back to our hotel in Cusco, uh, which is a a train ride and and a long drive away. And uh, I I go out and I'm looking for water uh, just to buy bottles of water to take on our big hike the next morning. And I just hear all these like as I'm walking past all these shops and restaurants, you, you can hear the same voice. Like, uh, and everybody yeah. stopping and listening to this voice on yeah. televisions and speakers. <laughs> wow. and Like, something big is that's being alarming. announced <laughs> right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like, like a movie. Yeah,
3: so uh, head back into the hotel and, um, you know, quickly try and uh, Google Translate as, as yeah. many uh, articles as I can find right away. And, uh, yeah, the president of Peru was like, yeah, we're shutting the country down in 24 hours. Right. Borders will be shut. And they were just Get out. shut down like they shut yeah. down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we uh yeah, we headed to the airport uh or we quickly, you know, rebooked our flights. Mm-hmm. Uh we were we were really super happy to get a flight that late at night uh for the next morning and you know, we arrive at the um at the Cusco airport mm-hmm. and everything goes through Lima, Lima's the right. big city in, in Peru. So, uh we got to Lima and they were just like, "Yeah, sorry, that flight that you had out of Lima's gone and so Never along mind. with hundreds and hundreds of other people geez we're standing in this line of rebooking uh. Uh, which we knew was probably pretty hopeless right
2: mm-hmm. I
3: guess there's probably worse places to be I mean you know, well least uh, yeah I mean yeah. The, it, yes there are worse places to be but it's like we um we just we tried to <coughs> excuse me tried to remain calm hmm for our own mental health and for our kids as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, this sucks. Us getting like really uptight about everything and nervous and panicky, and yeah. panicky yeah. is not going to help. It's going to yeah. make everything worse. And so at some point in this, this long line, it barely dwindled in three hours. And mm-hmm. the uh, the military come into the airport and are basically just like, airport's closed. There are no more flights. There okay. are no more seats wow. on any flights leaving yeah. today. Go. That where, go to wherever you're staying and, you know, mm-hmm. at that time it was like, um, so this is March.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And at that time, the timeline was uh, 14 days. You yeah. Know? 14 days, we'll open the country back up. Right. So we're like, well, maybe we're here for like another 14 days. Yeah. And, you know, but they were in like, you know, we... <laughs> here in Texas in the U S we're talking about lockdowns. Right. Right. Oh man, we're locked down. Yeah. Like BS, we are not locked down right, like, right, at yeah. all in Peru. It was locked down. Right. There was curfews. Um, you couldn't leave your house unless you were going, you couldn't leave the house with a significant other. You had to leave alone and you could only be going to the bank, the doctor or the market. Wow. That was it. And there were police on corners asking you where you were going. Right. Um, that's yeah so that was lockdown uh, but you know it it worked out okay it was actually a, a pretty relaxing vacation yeah. in the hotel yeah. like mm-hmm. you know we, we had had an action-packed vacation plan right yeah and so uh, the strangest thing is I was I was talking to was really just a Instagram Twitter acquaintance Nicholas mm-hmm. Gill hmm. and um, if you remember way back for like a couple of days on Twitter, Um, you know, Twitter always has this villain like every day and and that day it was, um, Brooklyn barbecue is taking over the world. Okay.
0: Okay. I remember this. Right.
3: (laughs) With the photo. It was a (laughs) pretty pretty sad photo, right? No disrespect to whoever that was, but yeah. (laughs) It was feta out. But anyway, uh, it it was a pretty sad photo of this, uh, of this barbecue Mm platter. And uh, so Munchies, the site who ran the story, uh, you know, tweets out is why is Brooklyn barbecue taking over the world with this photo? And it was like instantly mocked. Right. And as it should be. Yes. I'm sorry. As as it should have been. And uh, so then the author of it becomes mocked and Mm -hmm. his his name's Nicholas Gill. Mm -hmm. And uh, so. I start looking into this a little bit more because people are just asking me to pile on along with everyone else. And I look it up and I realize this is like a four-year-old story. And in nowhere in the story is he saying Brooklyn barbecue is like taking over the world or is great or anything. Mm -hmm. He's basically saying the aesthetic of barbecue joints in Brooklyn is being that he's finding it in other parts of the world, Hmm. which was strange to him. Right. Subway tiles and, and beer taps and, um, Yeah. So a lot of mustaches, I imagine. So I called him. I called him and to interview him, be like, okay, so what's it like to be that guy on Twitter? Like the one who's (laughs) mocked, like who everyone is piling on to that day. And so we talked. I wrote a story about it. And uh, he lives in Peru. Really? Yeah. And so we're sitting in the the airport in Cusco, realizing that we're probably not going to have a a flight um, out of Lima. Mm -hmm. And I just sent him a, a. an Instagram message. That's like, Hey, I, you know, we don't really know each other. Yeah. Um, but you, I know you more than anyone else that I know in Peru. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to sure. need your help, yeah. but I'd really like to like set up a line of conversation here. Yeah. SOS. I do. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, four or five days later, I get a call from, uh, Virgilio Martinez, who is uh, like Peru's greatest chef Okay, and a friend of Nicholas Gills. And he's just like, hi, uh, this is Virgilio. He calls at the hotel. This is Virgilio. Uh, I have a ticket. Uh, f- I have four tickets for you and your family. Um, I just need you to like send $3,000 to this Venmo account. Okay. Yeah. Piece of cake. I was like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I know it's hard. Yeah. This is a lot of trust, yeah. uh, but <laughs> it has to be done. Like, mm-hmm. this is how you're going to get out. Wow. And I was like, Okay,
1: Okay. here it goes.
3: Confirm. (laughs) Here goes nothing. And we showed up at the airport the next day and stood outside of the airport at the gate until security came like an hour and a half later to let people in. Yeah. And we got on a flight and got home. Wow. So it was like an
1: extra week.
3: It was an extra, well, I mean, it wasn't an extra week than we were planning to be in Peru, yeah. but it was a, a, uh, about five days of just hanging out Chill in this out. hotel and making Pisco Sours and, Hell yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, how was the smoked guinea pig? Pretty good?
3: Oh, I, okay. no, well, so I had had this, uh, uh so cooey, it's cooey. Okay, in sorry. sorry. Right. Sorry. Yeah, get it right. I'm uncultured. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, <laughs> I had planned to eat cooey while I was there, yeah, yeah. and we went to see this like uh, the a llama and alpaca farm, and like every uh, everybody in this um, in this town that we went to, they have they're raising cooi, right? Like they're yeah, guinea yeah. pigs. They're really it's super like easy to raise, whatever, and yeah. like they get fat enough, and and there's dinner. And so I uh, had had a restaurant in Lima picked out as a, mm-hmm. a place that I should try it, but we never. Um, we never got to go there. And so we get back and, uh, we get back to the U S get back to Texas and everybody's bored out of their minds. You know, we're at home all the time. And, um, so my wife, she says, uh, Hey, I just got this message from school that they're trying to get rid of the Guinea pigs.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Is this gonna be the first cook on the on the pit out at your house?
3: So, um, so I my love kids, where this story's going. So, uh, so, my my kids are now the proud owners of two guinea pigs. Okay. Um,
1: Did you name um,
3: them? Yes, they are named. They okay. will not be eaten, but um, but uh, through some coaxing and, and lots of repetition on my part, they now refer to them as the guinea swine. Okay. Um and, love it. Or just the swine, <laughs> and um, I've I've promised them that. They will not be uh, they will not be eaten.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. So
3: no, no cooey um, in the Vaughn backyard barbecue smoker. Dang.
0: That's a shame. That's a uh, cooey burn ins. Maybe we'll do that next. Right. That's a good idea. Mm.
3: Yeah. I think I mean, from the photos that I've seen, like it kind of all looks like a burn in. <laughs> there's not true. a lot of meat on that carcass there. <laughs> uh,
0: OK. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start.
3: Uh,
1: where are you from? Ohio. What
3: a beautiful town that we've visited. <laughs> we've, that's we've right, the home of worcester Ohio. We, the home we, we of certified a, Angus beef. We yeah, rode yeah.
1: with the one Uber driver when we were there. CAB yeah. had us out, and it was really, yeah. really fun. We were with um Arnis and Mallory, um
0: Fox Brothers. Fox,
1: we were all in like, what was that like a Ford Focus or something?
0: Uh, the Fox Brothers and I shared an Uber, <laughs> and I was in the back seat. Arnus was in the front seat, which I was like, "Come on, you know, like you, you really need the front seat." And, He's tall. Uh, no, it was like it was like a Hyundai Sonata or something. He's <laughs>
1: Sophia. It
0: was like we might as well just stick our legs out and just push. Like it was <laughs> like the dumbest. And it's one guy who works at Applebee's who moonlights as the he yeah the one Uber in Wooster See, so, yeah. it was a beautiful place. Yeah. I liked it.
1: <laughs> it was pretty.
3: Applebee's, man. We we hung out there a lot. <laughs> (laughs) for sure yeah it was it was big news when applebee's came to town in worcester (laughs) and and you were it's certified angus beef you were right next to tumbleweed that's right my sister works there oh okay yeah she's worked there for she's she's a server there she's worked there for a long time
0: we we skipped there to go to applebee's right
3: well i mean yeah we should have but i mean my sister works there and i'd go to visit her but Mm. i mean going to get tex so, yeah. in worcester <laughs> when you live in texas like that's yeah
1: well the uber driver is yeah. also the best margarita maker in town too yeah he, so said, he, uh, he has a lot of was really there validity good to
0: that or did we
3: because he wasn't i mean best well best margarita maker <laughs> yeah. in worcester ohio i mean that's that's it's good that's but a, uh, it's not exactly
0: yeah you know. it's no barbecue editor but so it's then, a pretty big deal
1: so then how are you in texas then so Ohio. I Texas.
3: drove here. What? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Wow. No, I, um, yeah, I'm being a smart ass. But, uh, <laughs> I left, uh, so I, I, am from Ohio, lived there uh, up in time, up until the time I went to Tulane and went to study architecture. And I went back home, um, went back home to Ohio after I graduated and like four days later. I think I had the mm-hmm. car an, a new car packed up and drove to Texas. I'm out of here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> started a job here and lived in, I've lived in Dallas ever since. So finally next year I'll be able to say that I've been here 20 years. Wow.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah.
3: It's 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 been a while How long now. have
1: you uh, worked with Texas Monthly?
3: Well, so as barbecue editor, it's been since 2013. Wow.
1: What the heck? But what yeah. I've done Time is weird.
3: Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: It doesn't well, make so, sense. You
3: know, I, I signed that book, and um, I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously incredibly proud of that book, but it seems like ages ago. Yeah. You know, and I, every bit of the research done for that book and all those road trips and everything was before I was the barbecue editor. Uh, back when I was still an architect, like Nick mcWhorter is the photographer there, mm-hmm. and he worked with me at at, uh, at GFF, um, and so great. he's still an architect now. So yeah, it seems like ages ago for sure and
0: um need a second edition. I I
3: yeah. Awesome. I mean, I don't know if it's a second edition of that, but it's like I feel like I know so I know that I know so much more about barbecue, so much more about Texas barbecue yeah. and, and a lot more about storytelling than when I wrote that book. So, um yeah, it just seems like ages and ages ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. what
0: year is this? Uh
3: so I did most of the research for that in 2012. Wow yeah
0: and so um, you, you're being humble, but the uh, full custom gospel barbecue blog, right was started when you um, were still an architect. I read that religiously. I've told you this before. I read that religiously in college because um, that I, I remember and I want to ask you later more questions about it. but what what was full custom gospel barbecue? How did that get started?
3: Well, um, it really began back in 2006, uh, before the blog. So my friend, Sam Watkins and I, we, um, you know, we, we lived here in Dallas. We liked barbecue. We'd Mm -hmm. go eat at Sonny Brian's and, Mm -hmm. uh, Peggy Sue barbecue. And, you know, um, we just started hearing some slander, um, Dallas barbecue and how it's just not, there's nothing really good around here and you got to go down to central Texas to get anything decent. And then, um, then so, I think in 2006 it was, we had the 2003 edition of the Texas monthly top 50. Mm. We're like, well, you know what, let's go, uh, let's just go see how much better it Mm -hmm. really is. You know, not really expecting it to be that much different. And so we, uh, we planned on going, I think to four of the top five at the time. And we, we started off, um, with a few spots on the way down to central Texas that were pretty forgettable on a Friday evening. But that Saturday morning we started at Louis Miller barbecue. And awesome. I mean, I was such a newbie at, to barbecue then I had no idea to even order a beef rib. Right. I mean, it was, uh, I don't even think we ordered sausage. I think mm-hmm. we got. Uh, we had so many places lined up for that day. Mm-hmm. That was our first stop. We just got brisket and pork ribs. Wow! And taking a bite of that brisket it was just like, all right, we have our answer. Yeah, like yeah. this is how much better it can uh, be. Yeah, right. that's it. Yeah. And um, and really, after that trip, I came back to Dallas, and thinking that nobody had just done the research. Nobody had looked Mm -hmm. uh, wide enough or deep enough into the barbecue scene in Dallas and Fort worth. And if I just ate it every place around here, I'm going to find that, like Louie Miller Barbecue Place or right. something to equal that. Mm-hmm. It's just that nobody's found it yet. And and that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> that did not exist back then, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I started keeping track of all those places right. yeah, and yeah. thought that the best way to keep track of it was a blog. And mm-hmm. I really started it for myself to begin with, just as a, a, a way to take some notes on the places I'd been and remind myself of the places I liked and didn't like and mm-hmm. didn't need to repeat. And uh, there was a place called Danny D's. Jesus. <laughs>
1: Travis. Uh, I, to,
3: I, I
0: literally have blocked this out of my memory. And then every time I see you, you bring it up. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked at a place that's now, I think, a Soulman's barbecue, barbecue um, in like the Hearst area. And I told Danny, this was before, because we first met in like 2012 or something. And when you was didn't that? have a beard. Yeah, I, was, I looked like I was 13 years old. Um, and ways it was, was Foodways, Texas. Yeah. In yeah. you know, Austin. So was. 2013 or 2012 or something, uh, something like maybe that. Maybe 2013. Um, but I worked briefly mainly because my father-in-law who I love was <laughs> friends with this guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing and no disrespect. You, you, I mean, you closed. told me you learned everything about barbecue there. <laughs> I, I learned everything not to do there. And so quickly what um, I always forget about, cause I've blocked out of my mind, like a lot of things um, in my past, the, they would take briskets, whole briskets, and um, marinate them
3: raw briskets, right?
0: Raw, raw briskets, right? Um, and marinate them in hickory liquid smoke overnight, or like for a couple days sometimes. And they that's how you get
3: the real barbecue
0: flavor <laughs> in there because they forget. They forgot or whatever. they were in
1: the liquid smoke, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah.
3: it's not gonna go <laughs> bad in that stuff." And no,
0: you know, no disrespect to Danny D's because I think because this guy bought it. And so then I don't like I don't think that's what they did, you know. But he then was, like, he was in like in the oh, medical gotta,
1: industry, and he was like, yeah. "I just want to do restaurants, which never do that." Don't <laughs>
0: and do then that. <laughs> uh, the the rub, if you will, was uh, Lowry seasoning salt, that's which it? is not like no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, a lot of places use that, mix it in. But, but that's it. But I mean, like you like you talk about Louis Miller barbecue. You see Wayne like literally covered the briskets in pepper. You know, they have like a nine to one pepper to salt ratio. It was like that, but with Lowry seasoning salt. So um, on the off chance that you stumbled in there and, and had the barbecue that was smoked one day a week. Uh Eesh. Yeah, and that's why I quit because I just could not convince this guy. Like after, I think I was only there a couple I'd
1: love weeks, to see their P&L. Like,
0: I, I, I remember <laughs> the, really spicy, the spicy sauce was like just their regular, like uh, – Sweet Baby Ray, you know, some, it was like some kind of like one of those you can buy, store, brought, store bought, and then he just added like a cup of cayenne to it. And <laughs> like that Kirkland's brand? And he was like, this is a great recipe, man. Like everybody <laughs> loves the spicy sauce. And I was like, recipe. kill me. This is a great recipe, yeah. yeah. So that was my first, that was the first barbecue restaurant. I worked at a lot of restaurants, but that was the first one I went to, and I don't know, it had a very a big impact on
3: me (laughs) and you know it was really going around dfw many more of my visits were places like danny b's than right really great barbecue places and yeah so um you know it was just uh it it was that was even more of an awakening right like the special places really are that special yeah uh because they're just not everywhere and i i
0: wanted to ask you about that um I'm kind of jumping ahead on my notes, but it, it it I I grew up eating barbecue my whole life, and like I was a barbecue nerd, probably before it was like a cool thing to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I smoked my first brisket. I was twelve. Um, my grandfather, my uncles, all these guys in my family would cook barbecue from Marshall, Texas. So it's like you know whatever. Um, but I I I I'd, I'd liken it to you know I I was. One of the biggest things, I guess, in in looking at uh, the blog and all that stuff in college, we would go on the way to the beer store or just whatever. Not you, me and my friends. Mm -hmm. We were angels in college, Mom. Um, But we would see different barbecues, and you just go in, and you're like, I got to try this. This is awesome. And um, I kind of did a similar thing, not anywhere to the scale of what you did, but try out different places, compare them to Angela's, compare them to Railhead, some of the places that I grew up with. The, when you posted a review about, and this was 2010, I looked it up of Franklin barbecue in a trailer and it was a guy and his wife in Austin. It was like, and that's what I mean, where you were like, he was kind of selling himself short, like the, the. Uh, full custom gospel, you had, you were writing great back then and you had really good reviews and stuff. Even you though. haven't read
3: it recently. Have okay. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just looked up that I, article. I, I, so. I may, I may have been somewhat influential, but I certainly <laughs> did not write well back then.
0: But the, uh, <laughs> the way you, you, you gave him six stars, right. And that was a big deal. There was only a couple places, right. you given six star reviews to, And that was, that was 2010 And so then that was like, I got to go to that place. Like it was such a, like, what is this? It's completely different because growing up here, you know, you have your Angelos, your old school. I knew about the central Texas stuff, um, all of that. But, um, do you remember that experience going there for the first time?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had gone. So, uh, Franklin opened in December of, uh, of 2009 and then, um, so the So you were
0: there a month later.
3: Right? Well, it was uh my wife and my daughter, um we hadn't had our son yet. Went down to San Antonio for New Year's. Yeah. And uh we went out on the rooftop of the hotel and it was freezing cold, but man, the the amount of fireworks in San Antonio on New Year's yeah. Day. Wow. Awesome. At, at midnight on New Year's. And so on the way back, we stopped at Franklin yeah. and um yeah, we, we met the guys from Man Up Texas Barbecue. Right. So back yeah. then, uh, the, these were the two yeah. uh, Texas barbecue blogs. And so shout out to Brad and Drew. Uh, but we, uh, we met up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I should say I met up with them. My wife stayed in the car with our right. daughter, uh, <laughs> like feeding her and it was also drizzling yeah. and the cold yeah. and it was cold. And that gravel lot was completely empty. There was mm-hmm. no one else there. <laughs> and so good day
1: to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, I think there were a lot of days like that at Franklin early on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, uh, we, we got some barbecue and it was just, it was ridiculously good. Yeah. And, um, I think it was like a couple of months or maybe a month later. Um, I was coming back from another trip and I pulled up to Franklin and I knew I was like a half hour before they opened. Mm -hmm. And, but I just asked Aaron who was the only person there at the time, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, uh, you think I could just get like a half pound of brisket to go or something? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, give me a minute. I'll I'll wrap something up for you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you ask if I remember it, like yeah, yeah. I was. This is the shirt on, I wore. These I was my on underwear. the highway. I was on the highway. I'm on yeah. 35. Yeah. I'm trying to get back home. Yeah. I'm unwrapping this brisket with one hand and in, in the passenger seat, right? <laughs> swerving, yeah, yeah, swerving, <laughs> and I take a bite of this brisket, yeah. and I'm I'm not joking at all, but. Right at the moment that I took a bite of this brisket, I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" <laughs> and Eddie Money on the radio yeah. <laughs> says, "I think I'm in love."
1: Really? Yes.
3: And oh I'm like, gosh. "Oh, damn!" I loved it. Like this. Oh yeah. This. Uh. That. That was a special bite of brisket. That's incredible. And um. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, the Franklin story is right. going to be much, much bigger than a, yeah. an empty gravel lot um mm-hmm. in in Austin. But yeah, that. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things, one of the strange things about me and my memory is that I can remember so many of these meals. Mm -hmm. I can look at a photo of barbecue from five years ago and probably tell you where I ate it Mm -hmm. and, and maybe give you some detail about what it tasted like. So yeah, um, I have a a strange food memory like that. Now, if I could have that, if I could have that memory for like other things, (laughs) like other more important things, it'd be great. That's awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm interested because you would probably say you didn't grow up with barbecue, right? Like you're not. No, I didn't grow up with anything that I like knew of as or anything that I would like call barbecue now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was a guy uh, who his wife went to our church
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and uh, his name was Jerry Featheringham. Great name. And Jerry Featheringham was uh, he was a hell of a character. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) uh, he would I mean, he drank he had to drink like two cases of beer a day. Okay. Uh, nice. <laughs> for some reason yeah. when we were young, because we were when it, like when we were, when I was young, I'm like, yeah. I'm 42 now. So when I was young, it was like, there's no such thing as like drunk driving and seatbelts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he took us to, uh, to Kmart to buy a BB gun.
0: Okay. Nice. And
3: there, makes sense. Yeah. And nobody came to help us at the gun counter. <laughs> okay. And so he's like, I know how to fix this. Yeah. And he picks up the phone to the intercom system. That <laughs> Kmart phone. And he <laughs> just says, And I'll tell you, they came running. There was somebody at the gun counter right away. But so whatever he, whenever
1: Memories. Yeah, know.
3: He had a parrot that could talk to. But he loved this guy. I know. He's on next yeah. But he cooked this barbecue chicken. Yeah. And. Uh, he cooked it real slow mm-hmm. and he could just cooked it on like a Weber grill yeah. on charcoal grill. And I mean, I'm, I'm convinced now that the reason he cooked it so slow is that was just more beers. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. But you know, it was just constantly basted with barbecue sauce mm-hmm. and it was just quartered chicken
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it was so good. Yeah. And, um, I went to, um, uh, went to a place in Atlanta. Um, Oh God, now I can't remember the name of it. um, Famous place in Atlanta that I should definitely know the name of, and uh, not the Fox Brothers, right? We no, no, there. no, not um, the Fox Brothers. Um, George Clooney talked about it in Up in the Air. Uh, anyway, so they grill their ribs hmm. over, so they, yeah, they grill their ribs over charcoal and, and sauce them up. Okay, and so the whole place smelled like my yard when, or Jerry Featheringham's yeah. backyard, yeah. like that burnt sugar on the yeah, grill, man. like that, that flavor, that smell. So that's the sort of barbecue I grew up with. Like, yeah. I, I I thought that I was like a rib master because I could make super tender ribs that mm-hmm. I seasoned, cooked in the oven mm-hmm. until they were almost falling apart and then brushed them with sauce and, and basically burnt that sauce on, on a, a gas grill. That was really great ribs to me back then. So yeah, going, uh, you know, coming here to Dallas and going to a place like Peggy Sue, that was one yeah. of my first places. Uh, it's now closed, but Eating the ribs and the brisket there. It was the first time that I rem- remember eating smoked brisket and thinking like, what is this meat? Right. Yeah, and yeah. eating a rib and like, how did they get this mm-hmm. this texture? Like, how do you do that? Like what sort of machine do you use? Like I didn't even know what a smoker was. Wow. Yeah. And so uh yeah, from now there profit. the to- profit <laughs> <laughs> of smoked meat. <laughs>
0: I, um, <laughs> my laptop just froze. Thank, so you, thank you.
1: I've
0: got it. Um, no, well, I, I want, one I, of the, um uh, the reason I bring that up, one of the examples I've used in the past, um, and talking with like smokehouse and stuff was like the, I remember, I think it was maybe, oh, there we go. We need a new laptop. The, maybe the foodways Texas event was the first time I had Franklin barbecue. And I'm bringing them up because we love Aaron. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves Aaron. I respect him greatly. I don't talk about other places, but um, we had the food at, at that event. And I was like, God, this is awesome. And then this guy was in line and he's like, this isn't, I've had his food before. This isn't the best or whatever. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. And he's like, you need to go, go to the restaurant, have, you know, whatever. So then we waited, you know, for seven hours in line or whatever, um, before we left and went and ordered, you know, $200 worth of barbecue or whatever, all this stuff sat down and I ate it. And it, it, I, I described it as like, I've loved music my whole life. You know, I played guitar a little bit. Um, And it was like growing up, you know, listening to like stupid like punk rock and stuff like that, and you know, whatever. And then like the first time I heard Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix, you know, and just that guitar, like, and it's like that's it was like it 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 like exploded in my brain because I've had brisket my whole life. It was like I've heard music my whole life. I've heard you know whatever, and then just somebody that's like. This is so different and awesome, and different than anything I've ever had. And uh, it really, like, I was already. And I mean, obviously, I was the like one non-media guy at Food Waste Texas. People are like, "What are you doing here?" Or like Who restaurant person. I'm talking with like just random people. Um, but yeah, it was it was such a, a a huge, crazy kind of moment of just this yeah. is. I'm familiar with this because of the places I grew up with and family and all that. But then you see it, and uh, and so anyway, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I know obviously, um, you know that was that was huge, and I think really Aaron, I I always say it's my own opinion, was responsible for that boom of of craft barbecue or whatever you want to call it. Um,
3: yeah, I mean if you look a decade back, yeah. I mean, there's two things that started then, and that's mm-hmm. Franklin barbecue and the current boom. That hopefully we're still in a boom. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was going to ask that I, actually. I, well, yeah. I, I mean, I thought the boom was over. I mean, I I've been asked this question ever since I've got the, gotten the job. Like, when's the bubble going to burst? When's yeah. the, When's the boom of Texas barbecue over? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the coronavirus hit, and you're just like, I, I just thought like, oh wow, this is this is the end. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is where it stops. And it didn't. Not yeah, in Fort Worth. Like places keep opening. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, places keep opening. Places that opened right before, mm-hmm. um, you know, Goldie's Barbecue is right. one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Fort kind Worth, of s- South Fort yeah. Worth. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think uh, I think like the, the the barbecue hotspots for for a long time it was Austin. Mm-hmm. After yeah. Franklin Barbecue opened, and then you had Micklewaite and Law Barbecue, and like just so many great places opening yeah. up in Austin that uh i think austin had that crown pretty you know pretty well in hand mm. and, and then houston has really started to develop yeah. then and, and now houston's huge mm-hmm. um you know especially if you take in all the uh, all the surrounding communities right. around houston like the quality of barbecue there it's, it, it's really hard to rival mm-hmm. and now fort worth's in that conversation mm-hmm. not dallas I mean, um, you said it, Dallas, Dallas has some, some (laughs) great barbecue joints for sure. But, uh, I mean, you know, think about it in these terms, Yeah, like y'all used to be special in Fort Worth. (laughs) <laughs> we're not anymore. And you're not anymore. That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks. It sucks for maybe high yeah. barbecue. Yeah. But um, that, you know, yeah. when, when y'all opened, like, that was a big difference in the quality right. of barbecue that y'all were serving and, and the style of barbecue mm-hmm. that y'all mm-hmm. were serving versus uh most of the rest of the city. Yeah. And now you have places like, you know, Panther City. Uh, yeah. I mean, Pandels. in our old food truck it, where it, we it, own, yeah yeah, yeah. should have bought it in in the old location <laughs> uh with Goldie's barbecue yeah. uh Derek Allen's i mean it's just like yeah. It, it's hard to remember them all because yeah, yeah. in the past, what, three years, so many yeah. places have opened yeah. in Fort worth and all within and, like a mile of us. And all of them doing really great barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's the crazy um, part of it. Smokeaholics. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, that's uh, cause to, um, 2017 Texas monthly, uh, the title of the, Liz was the golden age of barbecue, right? And so that's, I was going to, you answered my question. I was going to ask if you still think we're in the the golden
3: age. Did you have a question?
1: Well, I was just going to see, like, how did the blog get picked up by Texas Monthly? Or how did that all... Happen. I mean, it's
3: a confusing long story, but I mean, basically did they
1: reach out or because
3: you are the world's first barbecue editor, right? Can That's we say right. That? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm the only full time barbecue editor. Sorry, Robert Moss. Suck it, it's, Robert. It's, it's, it's just your side gig, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keep
1: us on the list, though. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but if you don't if you don't subscribe to Robert Moss's barbecue newsletter, <laughs> it is great, um, and he's coming out with a new book, uh, oh, awesome. revised uh, edition of his uh, American barbecue history.
0: We met him in Charleston when we cooked with uh, John Lewis mm-hmm. and Rodney Scott and all those all those guys. Yeah, he's super nice. He
1: was yeah. in Worcester too, actually. Oh yeah, out. oh yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, beat He was studying beef in mm-hmm. South Carolina. I think he guy. was lost. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's nice, but he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, um, um, uh, I sat down with Pat Sharp, who's mm-hmm. the food editor at Texas monthly and it was then and still is now has been for decades. And she, um, she was really the one who headed up all the, uh, the top 50 barbecue searches. And I just asked if I could be part of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And she said, absolutely not. Oh, really, <laughs> It's like, we take don't, rocks. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't know you, Daniel, we, we don't, we don't take on, uh, freelancers yeah. for this, yeah. like. I'm sorry. And then I wrote the article, article for D magazine about the best barbecue in Dallas and Fort worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I then sent that to her Mm -hmm. like, Hey, take a look, cover right there. And, um, you know, still, she was just like, this is great. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. (laughs) And uh, I mean, I think this was, this was like three years before the next top 50 was going to come out. And I was like, Hey, shouldn't we get started on this? Yeah. Right, right. We've only got three years. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not anyway. enough time.
3: <laughs> She's like, who is this crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they, um, so Texas monthly then started a barbecue finder app, right? Yeah. They had uh, yeah. really the only yeah. thing they had to populate, populate it with, as far as reviews go, where their top 50, their right. latest top 50 back then was the 2008. And, uh, they wanted they asked me if they could use my reviews from <laughs> full cost, full custom gospel right. to populate their app. And I was like, yes, if as long as you, yeah, you're going to pay me money. Great. Yeah. I want that. But I also <laughs> so want important. a spot on your tasting team for 2013. Yeah, yeah, And Jake Silverstein was the editor at the time. He's like, sure. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Awesome. Awesome. put That in the contract. And, yeah. um, so that's really where it started. <laughs> and so I was, uh, you know, using the research for the book as also as research for the, the the top 50 uh, that came out in 2013. So that book came out um, the day after the top 50 came out. Oh, wow. And I had been announced as the barbecue editor like a month before.
0: Yeah. Was that, so when we met in 2013, was that, were you official yet? Uh, Mm. I can't remember
3: maybe I just started or maybe it had just been announced because it was announced. It was announced. There was a New York times story. Um, you know, that I took off work early to go talk to the interviewer. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Manny, um, we, we met at Lockhart smokehouse. Nice. He wrote the article. It publishes the next day. And I'm like sitting in my khaki pants and collared shirt in my architecture office. Just like, yeah, guys, uh, here, check this out.
1: It's been good.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, you hadn't let them know yet? Or...
3: Well, I, I I don't think it had been, uh, I don't think it had really set in right, right, right. to yeah. like my manager and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people who I was working on projects with. Yeah. I don't think it had really set in with them that I wasn't going to be working here for. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of like saying I'm
0: going to be a like unicorn finder or something like barbecue Ooh. editor. That's not a job, is it? Like, what What are you talking about?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I I worked at, at GFF, at Good Fulton and Farrell uh, is who it was named after back then. Uh, it's now just GFF. And Duncan Fulton was one of the principals mm-hmm. and he was one of the people who had brought me in there. And, um, you know, he was just like, you you'd think that the owner of the company is going to be like, well can't believe you're leaving like mm. why are you doing this and he's yeah. just like yeah this is great man that's Go for awesome it. Like, cool, <laughs> yeah, man. when else are you going to be able to do anything like this no joke that's crazy um, and, and who knew i'd still be doing it in 2020 so. yeah yeah I'm still going strong um one thing i
0: wanted to ask you about just because it's uh, a big deal to me so this book which can you get this on amazon wherever is there yeah. any particular way you know um, by it's great. Um, this was published by Anthony Bourdain's company. Mm-hmm. And so you got to meet and, uh, we're friends with Anthony and I've read everything he's ever wrote. He's super impactful <clears throat> in my life. Um, what, what, uh, and I guess too, I wanted to bring up again, going back to Franklin, but they're one of the biggest moments I think in Texas barbecue history or relative history bourdain going to franklin yes and it was kind of like and and in the episode i think it was no reservations Mm -hmm. maybe um uh did they meet uh, a young man in line uh, (laughs) (laughs) um named daniel vaughn so in this book
3: so there's a a chapter in here about west texas yeah so um we were out and uh, you know i I i was with nick so nick the photographer for the book like part of the reason the book was I think so special and a lot of the photos are so great is because he was with me for the entire road trip. But Sam, who I started full custom with, he mm-hmm. he came with us on the uh, West Texas road trip. So we go out on the West Texas road trip and we're coming back and I'm like, Hey guys. Uh, and they knew this. It was just like, Hey, we're, we're coming into Austin mm-hmm. like tomorrow we're finishing up this trip, but tomorrow we're, we're filming no reservations at Franklin. Wow. And it was, uh, during South by and we hadn't gotten a hotel yet for some stupid reason.
1: Oh gosh.
3: So we had to like (laughs) scramble to find a hotel room that night. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the next morning, yeah, uh, showed up at Franklin and uh, we're standing in line and Franklin was big then for Mm -hmm. sure. Like the Bon Appetit article that had come out saying it was the best brisket in the country. And, so I mean, they were they were definitely on the radar there,
0: but and they were in the restaurant too at this time.
3: This was <coughs> yes, me yeah, they the were the in there. They yeah. were in the brick and mortar, yeah. and um, I'm standing there in line, and this like uh, SUV pulls up, and like these all these people start getting out of it. They've got equipment, they've got sound equipment, microphones, and then Bourdain gets out. Oh, they and so they come up to me mm-hmm. and they put the mic on me, and people are, like looking around. Who is this person? And um. <laughs> you know, they don't know what's about to happen. And then I'm all set up and cameras now get set up back at the uh, SUV waiting for the door to open and Bourdain gets out and walks up to me and everybody's just like, Oh, we picked the right day to come (laughs) to Franklin barbecue. Like, this is amazing. And he comes up and we had spoken. um, We had emailed, but uh, like I'd never really met the guy. Yeah, yeah, And so, you know, he's, he's an intimidating person mm-hmm. like he's super he, tall too right yeah. i mean he's just a, a present yeah. tall presence yeah. And yeah. incredibly witty and smart mm-hmm. and all these things and i'm, I'm thinking he's really going to ease into this conversation mm-hmm. and you know just sort of let me get my foot in he's just like so uh you know why why is texas barbecue so important so- <laughs> What the hell, man? Like, come on. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm i I'm still nervous that like we're here right now. Yeah, yeah. And now you're asking me to defend <laughs> That's all this. Crazy. So, uh, I mean, filming that day, it was it was amazing. It was so much fun.
1: So cool.
3: And such a great experience. And um uh when the episode aired, somebody had uh somebody wrote something uh, on a in a local uh publication that was like yeah if daniel vaughn could just smile though maybe he could get on tv more uh like look like you're having fun out there (laughs) and my response was hey before this episode he was talking about this place in kansas city Mm -hmm. and he was talking about he was talking about oklahoma joe's as being Mm -hmm. his favorite barbecue joint and his favorite barbecue style Mm -hmm. was uh eastern north carolina whole hog barbecue right Mm -hmm right and after that episode yeah he wrote a blog saying the best barbecue he'd ever eaten right was brisket at franklin barbecue mm-hmm. and i was so like cool. i did my job like yeah. that was my goal my goal wasn't to yeah. to be funny and look happy and, like, and get on tv again <laughs> my goal was to make the most influential person on television yeah believe what I believe, mm-hmm. which is that at that time, the best barbecue you could get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, was at Franklin. Success. And so, yeah, it's, um, it was a, it was a good, it's a day good for
1: episode. Me. I you know, like that episode. That person can suck it.
3: <laughs> Everybody's a critic.
1: Um,
0: yeah, it's, I mean, it was critics, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so, uh, so impactful. And then one of my favorite quotes of all time, um, mm-hmm. I think it ends the episode. Bourdain says only Jews and Texans understand brisket. <laughs> that's, that's something our friend Evan Grant would probably, uh, probably relate to, but um, well, awesome. Um, were you going to ask something else?
1: No, go ahead.
3: Okay. Well, sorry. Just back to Bourdain for a second. Uh, you know, you, you asked how I was able to come on to Texas monthly. Like it didn't hurt that, Right. Anthony Bourdain had right. decided maybe it was a good idea to have a, have me yeah. on for an episode to talk about Texas barbecue and to publish my book. So, yeah. uh, and you know, with, with Bourdain, like his, his willingness, this is the first book that they published right. online. Yeah. Like he didn't know anything about me. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, other than like the, the not very well-written blog <laughs> that I had, <laughs> that I had, uh, and like, he really took a chance yeah. and super cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's certainly changed my life I Yeah. Mean, <laughs> without a doubt.
1: Accomplishment.
3: Yeah.
0: It's, I don't want us to get sad, but yeah, that's, I, I had to ask you about that. Cause, um, I, you know, that's, that's like my idol too. I mm-hmm. think of just like, wow, that guy was so cool and, and made a huge difference for, um, restaurants, everything. I mean, it was wild. Um, so let's look through this. Oh, one thing. Um, I don't wanna just ask you like what what do you like about barbecue or whatever? Um
3: Well, you, you, <laughs> well I wanted to talk about some of your Lowry oh, slander okay. earlier.
0: They're not a sponsor, so they can suck it. If, if Lowry's <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna sponsor, that's fine. Whatever. I'll use uh,
3: I whatever. use Lowry's all the time.
0: Yeah. I I mean, we have it in our brisket rub. That's a secret, but we do have it in a lot of other
3: places. It it, it was a secret. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, So what's funny is, um, all right, so Brian Furman. Yeah. So B's Cracklin' Mm Barbecue. So he came to cook at an event uh, in Austin. We had the Franklin Friends event before the the day before the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest. So Brian Furman comes he doesn't know anybody. He like, he like, I barely knew the guy, but I want, we were trying to bring in some folks from outside of town. Yeah. And so he comes to Franklin in the parking lot. He's cooking ribs and, Mm -hmm. you know, none of us like knew what to expect from him either. Yeah. So he was serving ribs and his hash and he sent sent me on a run to go to restaurant Depot to pick Mm -hmm. up like a big box of cheap minute rice. He's like, don't get the night, like don't get the fancy nice rice. Right. I need minute rice. Like (laughs) I need crap. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's how my hash tastes good. Yeah. yeah. And so he makes these ribs. And so the, the event comes around and I'm, I'm going around, trying everything. And I think Sam Jones was there cooking a whole hog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going around trying everything and I'm eating Brian Furman's ribs. Which mm-hmm. like, wow. These are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you got to tell me what's in your rub and well, you know, what rub are you using? Cause this is like, so porky, mm-hmm. like you're really bringing out the pork flavor in these ribs. And we forgot about it. He forgot about it never uh never told me never gave me a recipe or anything and so then we were at another event together and he was done seasoning and he had um he had this like plastic bottle and he just hands it to me and he's like here man, here's my rub this is my secret rub you can go ahead and take it home and use it and I turn it around and it is fiesta season it all
0: nice yeah right yeah, sure
1: yeah and that, great season yes they yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and and which is basically like Lowry's, but better because it's got <laughs> MSG in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's why it had that like super uh, porky flavor. That MSG really brings it out. So, did it have like a peach sauce or something? There, or yeah, he makes right. a peach barbecue that, sauce. Yeah. He was not going to give me that recipe. <laughs> but the, uh, but I like Fiesta Season It All. Like I use Fiesta Season It All. Mm-hmm. And my wife really loves Lowry's. Mm-hmm. And so, our Lowry's bottle, <clears throat> it doesn't have Lowry's in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> secrets yeah it's it's
3: it's got fiesta
0: i met brian uh brian's from Ad- atlanta and uh one of our friends killer mike is a, a rapper and a million other things but i was like oh hey brian you know uh killer mike he's a friend of mine he was like no he's not like, like you know in his eyes he was like you don't fucking know killer mike or whatever. and so i was like okay well yeah okay i'll, I'll go fuck myself but um <laughs> So, uh, what, and, and I, I thought this was interesting too. You, you did a barbecue with Franklin video. Do you remember this? 2016 of the future of barbecue. And it was really interesting. And so I wanted to ask, it's a generic question, of course, but now almost five years later, what is it? The future of barbecue?
3: Well, barbecue. um, First, I got to say that I have no idea what I said the future of barbecue (laughs) was going to be five years ago. It's fine. (laughs) Um, but I mean, certainly I think the, uh, the near future of barbecue is going to be, um, a much greater recognition of African-Americans in barbecue. Um, I was, uh, so Adrian Miller is an author and, uh, just got word that, he's finalizing his book called black smoke, which is going to be all about African-American pit masters cool. throughout him on Twitter, throughout yeah. history. Awesome. Good name. Yeah. He's got a great book called soul food. that has uh, been out for several years now. And, um, yeah, so I, I, just think there's, there's so much of that history that is, that is not told. Yeah. And I, I consider myself a barbecue historian as well. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to go back and research and, It's just easier to tell stories about white barbecue pitmasters because that's what people cared about. Mm -hmm. And that's what people wrote details about back in those in old newspaper articles. I was so excited. I I found a a story about um, black pitmasters. There were two black pitmasters who were um, in Waco. It was right around the turn of the century. And they were, um, down in Waco for a convention and the entertainment was going to be these two black pit masters cooking against one another. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And it was, um, it was a Dallas pitmaster versus a Waco pit master. Oh, okay. And yeah. like they were going to cook against each other. And it was the, um, it was the managing editors convention, like hmm. magazine convention.
0: When was this by the way? Did you it say it was
3: like 1915, I think oh, uh, oh, wow. somewhere yeah. around there. Crazy. So, um, Big buildup, several days in the paper. They're talking about this, right? And the big event was going to be the barbecue, and they were going to serve their barbecue, and then it was going to be judged who's yeah. the winner, right? And so it ends up being a draw. The thing about the article, it's a big event, right? Super important, mm-hmm. hyped up, several days in the newspaper. Never once did they mention the name of either pitmaster. Wow, because they were just black pitmasters, right? Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter right yeah it didn't matter to them back then and so um that is that has been a struggle for for me just doing this research is I, i've thought about maybe just writing an article about all the unnamed black pit masters that are mentioned right like there was this um uh, You know, back in Waco again, there was there was this other article I found in the 20s when the Klan was on the rise and they had one of the biggest Klan meetings in Waco. Who'd they have cooking the barbecue for them? A bunch of black pit masters (laughs) who were like looking up at this, uh, this electronically like this uh, electrically lit uh, cross up on a hill. Yeah, And like, that's like illuminating the, that's crazy the pit area. Um, uh, another one was, uh, even then they're like, we
0: can't cook barbecue better than these guys. Uh, you know, yeah, like,
2: yeah, so, seriously.
3: well, there's an, <laughs> another story, um, up near the red river and, um, these guys, uh, so it was a, another clan meeting mm-hmm. and they had hired a black pit master
4: mm-hmm.
3: and he shows up and he, he's like, okay, well, I'm here to cook. Where's the pit? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you're gonna dig the pit. And He's like, I'm here to cook barbecue. Yeah. I'm not here to dig a pit.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: And so they they, they ended up digging the pit for him because wow. he's like, that's not what I'm here for. Right. I'm not. A, yeah. I'm not a pit digger.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: I am a barbecue pit master. Yeah. And and, and again, not named.
0: Yeah. Unnamed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I um I wanted to ask you about that, and I'm so, that's that's so interesting because too like um uh rob walsh food historian out of houston he's written like legends of texas barbecue barbecue crossroads a a bunch of other books um and i think it was him who had this was a a while ago but it said one of the first mentions or maybe he wrote this i don't know one of the first mentions of like pit boss was describing the african-american guys who were cooking at these like community barbecues and events mm-hmm. like that, um, or pit master or something. So just the, you know, difference of like how, you know, blacks were seen in society back then compared to the master of the pit, you know, this thing where it's a community barbecue, this huge, huge deal, but, um, it's fascinating. And, and two, I wanted specifically that that's, um, uh, the, the story of Texas barbecue, and I think Rob's talked about this too, oftentimes goes back to central Texas, yeah. German Czech immigrants um, who opened butcher shops who, you know, whatever there that's barbecue. Well, that sort of, you know, does does a poor job and and kind of underscores the role of mexican immigrants especially in south texas um i think like vera's barbecue so that kind of yeah, style stuff I mean, and if
3: you just look around texas it, it some of your favorite barbecue joints yeah like it's you're going to find a lot of Hispanic mm-hmm. cooks, yeah. a lot yeah. of Hispanic pitmasters back there. They might not be the owners, but right? right. like, I mean, who's the face of Kreitz Market? Damn. Boy Perez. Yeah. All right? like he's like 50 years. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's mean, not the owner, but yeah. like that's the guy who keeps the engine running. Right. Um, you know, going back to Kreitz Market, um, I was interviewing Rick Schmidt, um, uh, rest in peace, but I was interviewing Rick Schmidt about the history of the place. And we were talking about uh, a man called Houston Wright who worked there, hmm. and a man named Lucius Lightning Alexander.
4: Oh, those That's are both an, uh, great yeah. names. Yes. Great name. yeah. So,
3: <laughs> two black pitmasters who worked for Kreitz Market at the same time. So I asked Rick, I'm like, so is this? Uh, they were like one of the one of the pitmasters, one of the cooks. Yeah. Like, no, they were the cooks. Right. right? Mm. These were the guys who made Kreitz yeah. Market famous. Wow. Like his his dad, Edgar Schmidt, mm-hmm. he was a grocery man. Like, he was the owner, right? but he was the meat market grocery side, mm-hmm. and it's, he, he didn't cook barbecue. Right. A lot like Louis Miller. Like, Louis Miller didn't really cook barbecue. He was more of a grocery man, right? And so... Fred Fontaine, right? Fred Fontaine was the Miller, cook there. Yeah. Uh, Fred Fontaine, though, was a, a Canadian who came in from Rhode Island, definitely yeah. a white guy. But, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, you know, sorry,
0: I don't know why I brought him up. It, yeah. <laughs> but, a good no, but it's, 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 just another, it's just another example <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Of, of it's not always the owner of the right. place that's the one mm-hmm. who's actually producing for the barbecue sure, yeah. for you. And, like, um, you know, uh, Tootsie Tominette's. Uh, the, this great episode, chef's table episode yeah. that yeah. just came out oh, a, yeah. about her. So there's lots of discussion about her. And one of the things they didn't mention, which is in the episode, which is something that she told me and I did mention in the article that I wrote about her, uh, several years ago was that she learned to cook barbecue from a man named orange Holloway, who was a black pit master wow. in Giddings, I didn't know that. And that's yeah. where she first learned to cook barbecue. So it's just a, a lot of people who, um, a lot of great pitmasters out there who get left out of the story, uh, you know, and what when uh, and, and a lot of the reason sometimes is that their names are just never mentioned. Right. But, um, you know, you look at the the barbecue cookbooks that have come out. It's like, so uh, how many black pitmasters have a barbecue cookbook? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you even name one? No. Like how it's many like barbecue so books have been written out there yeah. that are you know that there's there's the name of a pit master or a mm-hmm. restaurant owner on the on the cover, and Rodney Scott's is going to be coming out yeah uh, sometime here soon awesome and so you can learn to do his whole hog barbecue, uh, I think he uses some MSG too, but yeah. uh, it's magical stuff <laughs> not to be slandered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Lois Eli is uh, the co-author on that. And, you know, that's going to be one of the only uh, African-American pit master, like a, a cookbook dedicated to their craft that has come out in a very long time. Wow. And I
0: wanted to mention, too, just as we were talking about it, um, Lois Eric. Eli, is that how you pronounce his name? Eli. Eli, uh, author of Smokestack Lightning, which is a
3: great, great book. That's Uh, the book that made me want to write this book. Yeah. Like that book is, uh, was really influential to me personally. Just, um, it was a book about a road trip and Mm -hmm. he talked about barbecue along Mm -hmm. the way. It wasn't just a book about like an episodic book about you know one barbecue joint. Here's their story, and here's another barbecue joint. It was uh, as much the journey as anything else, and mm-hmm. I, I learned so much from that book. And uh, so I then my my second book that I wrote was I was a co author with Sam Jones, mm-hmm. Eastern North Carolina style whole hog barbecue. Love Sam. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I I was certainly happy to have Bourdain say that he loved Texas brisket yeah. better than anything else, but I also really love uh, whole hog barbecue mm-hmm. oh yeah so i was the co-author with sam on that book and so that that book was released last year and uh so lolis was such a big influence in me personally so getting a phone call from him who's he's now working with rodney scott mm-hmm. asking for advice wow. on how to get like a whole hog pit master to sit down and like tell you the stories mm-hmm. instead of wow. <laughs> yeah. like how do you how did you draw it out of him you know wow. And that's awesome. I was like, "Wow, this is I'm really giving Lola's <laughs> Eli advice on book writing. Like, this is it seems wrong. Yeah. it Seems really wrong. But I'm really <laughs> excited to see that book. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, I know Lola's really is going to cool. do a great job on it. That's all. I mean, I,
0: it, it's you know, I don't know. It's it's something that's a huge deal lately. And like, we opened our food truck with a hundred dollars name. I mean, we didn't have anything. But um, you know, the reality is we. I personally probably have advantages that black, you know, pitmasters don't have, even though, uh, you know, how we started and everything was was tough. So I'm glad, and I think, you know, like Bon Appetit, I think, or – I think they got into a little hot water recently. Not a little
3: hot water. Won't happen to you? Completely upended.
0: Every uh, they had a best new restaurant. No disrespect, whatever. But a best new restaurant. And it was a guy like rollerblading with the sandwich, and I thought it was a parody. I thought it was like a uh, Portlandia yeah. thing. That wasn't barbecue, <laughs> but that was something else. But um, so it's awesome that you know. I know Texas Monthly is obviously you're you're kind of the driving one of the driving factors on that. But um, specifically, there was a weird deal with. Uh, Sam's Barbecue, which is if you're if you're not familiar, you've probably seen their sign or painted on the wall. You don't need no teeth to eat my beef, right? Yes. <laughs> which is like just classic. <laughs> but they had uh, the band Midland took a photo mm-hmm. for their album in front of the place and. Uh, didn't really ask them about it or pay them or anything. And so the, and you wrote an article that I, I w- it was awesome. It's on Texas Monthly, um, dot com slash barbecue. Check it out. But wh- what was that like? Cause it, it seemed crazy. And your, 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 uh, article talking with, oh, I forget the
3: owner's name, uh, Brian Mays. Brian Mays yeah. was, was just awesome. Well, yeah. it was, um, you know, the, the this band, uh, they fancy themselves a Texas as a Texas band. Like they, right. They've now claimed like Dripping Springs is is their right. hometown because uh, L.A. doesn't sound as cool. And so <laughs> they, they come and they, they get a photo in front of Sam's Barbecue right. and they asked permission for it. They just didn't say anything about who they were, how they were wow. going to use yeah, this yeah. photo. And so Brian's like, yeah, you can take a photo outside of the mm-hmm. building. Like, fine. Yeah. And so then he sees the photo. They've changed the name on the sign right. from Sam's Barbecue. And... Um, I mean, Sam's is as somebody who uh, reads a lot about Texas barbecue history. Like Sam's is super important from a musical standpoint. Like Mm -hmm. That was Stevie Ray Vaughan's place. Like he had photos inside of Sam's, outside of Sam's, Mm -hmm. in his albums and his videos. Like he would give uh, shout outs to the owners there, to that being his favorite place. He was uh, when he was recording in New York uh, with David Bowie. He ordered in Sam's ribs to wow. like feed the whole crew wow. while they were while they were in the studio. So I mean, the connection of Sam's barbecue to Texas music, music is yeah. super strong, right. and the fact that they didn't realize it or didn't know it or didn't
1: disregarded it disregarded it, it yeah. or yeah. didn't
3: want to like you, you would think like somebody a band like that would want to capitalize on that right. connection. So that was really strange to me. Now Brian, he's like yeah we're all good they gave me they gave me enough money we're good good. (laughs) Uh, so after after the fact but yeah sam's barbecue uh that also led me back and just looking back at the history of sam's and trying to figure out exactly when it started Mm because it went through several owners before it made it to the maze Mm -hmm. uh to the maze family and so yeah um it's uh there's so many stories out there uh still to be told that's for sure Mm -hmm. Um, and I just wanted to
0: say one of my favorite lines I've ever heard. Um, Brian Wright says, I've got 18 kids, 45 grandkids, six ex-wives, two lawyers, and three doctors. It's hard to retire. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) that's
3: great. (laughs) So as a, uh, um, yeah, as, as a writer, you sit down with people and you interview them and, um, every once in a while you hear a line and you're just like, doing this like mental fist bump like yeah, yeah. oh man that's awesome that's definitely go far. that that one's definitely going into the story <laughs> are you
0: able to go to a barbecue place without being recognized
1: no way
3: yeah really it, it happens all the time absolutely um it's hard to go to any new barbecue joint and not be recognized yeah. um yeah and it's not because i think so highly of myself or anything but i I do question any barbecue joint, any new barbecue joint that I go in now mm-hmm. that they don't recognize me. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. there's one person whose full time job right. is to go around and write about barbecue. Like,
1: you should know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you're running a business. You're trying to run a business yeah. here. Like it, it shouldn't be that huge of a surprise yeah. to you. It's not like I do anything to try and be anonymous, but, but I don't announce myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went, No,
1: you're very stealth like,
3: I mean, I went, uh, I went to a few places <laughs> yesterday and, uh, I mean, there's one place I won't even mention the name. I, they, their PR firm had reached out to me to come visit and let's set up a tour really? and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I just dropped by. And, uh, I dropped by and it was like we had, I'd gotten moved into the twilight zone where coronavirus didn't exist. Hmm. No distancing, Uh, no barriers, no one wearing masks, no mention like this is, this was not in any County that was, uh, um, you know, that had been exempted from the governor's orders Mm -hmm. and, uh, I just left. Yeah. Like, uh, why do I want to suggest that people come here and, um, yeah it was it was just really strange, yeah and I, I so I asked them the question uh over Facebook, like, hey, you know if, is there something special about y'all that exempted you from this requirement, no. and they're just like, <laughs> if we there
1: is, I need to know we
3: we post a sign and we have a uh, hand yeah. sanitizer out, right
1: Mm-mm. and
3: yeah. um oh, by the way, our p r company reached out to you. You should come by for a tour. I was like, I was just here today.
0: Wow. And I left, Companies, by the way, <laughs> like I will never spend another dollar. with.
1: I the will say like PR. when we were in the food truck and we were getting our sea legs and everything, we were like pretty anxious because we were like, you can kind of feel it. You're like, Daniel's going to come soon. <laughs> it's I know like Santa Claus. I, know yeah, I was like counting down, the but Easter I will bunny. say I really respected, And I don't know if this was like a plan of yours or what, but like, I feel like you gave us some time to like kind of figure out what we were doing because we were so New and just like had no idea what we were doing. So thanks. yeah, it's tough. It's I don't tough. know if I ever said thanks.
3: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. But, uh, it, I mean, it, it is kind of tough just trying to figure out when's the right time to write about a place mm-hmm. because, um, depending on which restaurant you are, that there's, you can gain popularity really quickly like y'all did. Mm-hmm. And people are just immediately wanting an opinion. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: it's like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll come and post some photos, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to write a review about a place that's been mm-hmm. open for like two or three weeks. And, um, wish everybody felt that way.
0: Yeah. Just saying <laughs> some of these Fort Worth writers day one, they're in there. all. Oh, yeah. I mean, we you
3: don't can't, know Dallas. sorry yeah. to interrupt. <laughs> you, you, you just can't be that. I mean, you can't be <laughs> critical. You can, yeah. you can certainly go in and like praise some things that a, that a place is mm-hmm. doing right. doing well, but I, don't, I think it's pretty unfair to go in and be super critical of a spot that is, uh, that is brand new. I mean, mm-hmm. running a restaurant is, uh, you know, all these, all these backyard cooks think that like cooking is what you need to do to run a restaurant. It's like, that's an important part, right? but that's like a third of it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> There's so many other aspects to running a restaurant that is not just the cooking part mm-hmm. and, um, trying to, trying to cook like 30 40 briskets and serve them throughout the day at yeah. peak versus you serving your friends and family like your one or two briskets that you got to choose when they came out of the smoker in the backyard so don't questions. get me started Is <laughs> a little bit different yeah i mean my my response to people who are who say like oh i can cook a better brisket than I'm sure like, Well, if you know how to cook barbecue (laughs) and you have the right equipment in the backyard, you better be able to cook a better brisket than Heim barbecue. (laughs) Like all you're doing is focusing on that one thing. If you have the knowledge and the will and the equipment to make a great brisket Mm -hmm. and all you're doing is that one brisket in in your backyard, then yeah, chances are it's going to be like restaurant Mm -hmm. quality. They've got to cook like 40, 50. How many briskets do you cook a day? between both locations.
0: Well, last, so last Saturday, and we've been very blessed with uh, all the COVID stuff and everything going on, but we did, well, last Saturday, we did 60 at the river and I think 40, 40 or 50 at Magnolia. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, and so do that and, and, and make sure that every slice of every one yeah. of them is, is good enough to serve to everybody. Well, like that you're
1: accepting money, you know, you can't just serve crap.
3: <laughs> I, I could do an hour long podcast. So, then, this about this, so, we, so. so things have turned around for you guys quite a bit.
1: <laughs> We've we, been very blessed this this time,
3: I mean, yeah. I gotta say back in March, like you were one of them, Travis, you were one of the most like down in the dumps attitude of yeah. pitmasters. Like you were in a, you were in a dark place. Yeah. Like you had two big restaurants that you were trying to keep going mm-hmm. and your business had dropped really dramatically. I think mm-hmm. more dramatically than a lot of other spots. Yeah. And yeah. right at that time, I think you were in a pretty bad place and then it seemed to turn around for you pretty mm-hmm. quick.
0: Yeah. I'd say, I mean, it, it, um, and I'm I'm just not like Mr. Sunshine anyway, right? Um, but um, you know, it was a it was a weird mix. Like we we have a hundred people that work for us. You have a hundred families that are relying on you to make decisions. That's a very difficult thing to do. Um, and especially early on, before uh, the PPP loan, before anything, all this stuff that happened, we made a decision of we're we're not gonna let anybody go. And we had the two restaurants, we have a commissary kitchen, we have all of our staff, executive staff, managers, everything. Um, we were losing over 20 grand a week. just It's just gone. And not bringing anything in, you know what I mean? Um, and so we were looking at that and, and we had a, a meeting with our CFO and it was basically like, you got this much time. Like seriously, you just... It, until this point then the money's gone and everything's closed and whatever um and that was that was the the height of no one knew what was going on nobody knew you know anything restaurants e- anyone who owned a restaurant was in the same boat as us maybe in a different scale
3: there wasn't any real relief
0: no coming nothing. In. and I mean they really still has we're still, still, hasn't we're still been, waiting
3: right? on it um we're still we, waiting on it
0: we did get <laughs> a PPP loan which helped us um at least pay for staff, you know, but even when when we got that, um, you know, our, our business has dropped our business dropped 70% as of last month compared to this time last year. Um and um and we're successful and that's great. We're we're in the black at least making money. Um so we're able to to keep providing jobs and everything for people. And and the last month or so things are getting better. Um and and we did eventually we had to to furlough you know some people at the commissary kitchen and and some other people like
1: three weeks I think
0: um but then we hired everyone back that would come back and all that so it was just this weird thing of like and two like we did a brisket sale I didn't ask anybody apparently it's illegal just to sell brisket (laughs) sell raw brisket I didn't know that but we had that first when we two we
1: that was a sad day
0: we made the decision to shut down before city of Fort Worth, before the governor, whatever, all of the information we had was we're going to put our staff at risk. We're going to put people at risk. If we continue to do this, you know, we just need to, to shut down. Um, and so when we did that, I had $15,000 worth of meat, the worth of meat inventory in, in our, uh, in our, um, walk-in. And so we're like, what are we going to do with this? You know, it's like, and so we, we sold briskets and everything. It's just, it's just crazy. But I think, you know, two and, and barbecue has been great. And I think it'll be awesome for, um, you know, hopefully when we're coming out of this COVID thing and all that, the, the smaller places, the food trucks, all that, haven't really been as affected, you know, I think because of to go business, because of their overhead as low, um, you know, it was like us in the food well, truck. Also, just like
1: timing, we're seven days a week compared to a place that could be one day or two days a week
3: and, and more more alcohol dependent. Uh, yeah. So, uh, as, as far as revenue goes. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not making a personal statement. Here. No, yeah, yeah. No, there's yeah. plenty yeah. There's of white claws that a lot of have
1: disappeared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but no,
0: it's, it's, uh, catering, just talk about catering, yeah, with weddings, business, all canceled. Um, everything. And so, so yeah, I, I, the, I always fight that. And I know like you, um, I, I really respect the other day, like you brought up the Brianna Taylor thing on Twitter and that's something that's very big deal to me. Um, and I think so often, you know, like our friends, like Bob Stern, we were talking about, it's like stick to sports. Well, we get that on Twitter. Stick to barbecue. You yeah. say anything that's outside of, you know, listen, fat man, I just want you to, you know, tell me how to make bacon burn ends or whatever. And, you know, any anything like that. So I've.
3: That it, part, it's, it's the same people who tell you that they're not <laughs> racist because they love Denzel. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, right. come on. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think part of the <laughs> point of why we want to do this podcast was you know, for whatever reason, we, we have a platform. And if I'm, if me posting an article, you know, about restaurants, you know, a hundred thousand restaurants have closed in America. All, you know, I mean, it's, it's most restaurants are relying on personal funds from the owners to stay open these smaller places, even now, cause they can't get any help. Otherwise um, it's not good. It's probably not going to be good for a while. Um, so if me bringing that up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you know, brings light to it, um, you know, just like with other social issues, then, then I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, it is what it is, but I, will try to stay away from, uh, college football and Baylor football, but just Baylor. <laughs> everything else I'll, I'll be about. <laughs> <Just up. Baylor. laughs> um, one thing I wanted to, let's wrap it up soon, um, yeah, you got a tea time. Daniel's you? a busy man. I do have a tea time actually. I'm very excited um, about it. It's not till this afternoon, but um, and and Bob and I. Bob, I'm sorry if you're if you're watching this. You know, obviously this was more important than playing golf at Rockwood with you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest in a minute. Yeah. But let's play said. a short game, rapid fire questions. You don't have to be nervous man. And Man, I'm of
3: out of this. coffee. Jeez.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> rapid fire. This do you Yeti want to do keeps some of this? It so or? nice and warm. So rapid fire. So first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Um, it's scary. It's, it's not really a whatever but let's first thing that comes to mind and what your decision so i'm going to start this is should be a relatively easy one but daniel are you ready rapid (laughs) fire question
3: yes no yes
0: (laughs) brisket versus whole hog go brisket pork ribs versus beef ribs uh beef ribs cobbler versus pie pie turkey versus chicken oh man chicken best drink to pair with barbecue Champagne. Best dessert. Yes. <laughs> okay. That threw me off a little bit. <laughs>
3: best dessert to pair with barbecue. Banana pudding.
0: Number one barbecue road trip necessity.
3: Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean Pest- my phone, obviously. <laughs> um, no, 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 Pepto. Um water. Water. Water.
1: Water, water
3: for sure. Uh
0: best music for barbecue road trip. Go. Um Robert O'Keen. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um did you have any other no, questions for Mr. Sturgill.
1: Sturgill? I love Sturgill, yeah, lots of Sturgill awesome. too. We were supposed to go to his show in Dallas in March, yeah. and that see, got canceled. So was I.
3: That would've yeah. been fun. That would have been awesome. Um, supposed to see Guns N' Roses in Arlington.
1: No fun things. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no fun things.
3: Guns N' Roses. <laughs> not <laughs> not great road trip years is is this
0: year. <laughs> um. So, uh, one of our favorite events every year. One of the few events I actually enjoy, aside from Meat Fight, I guess. Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest. Uh, it's an annual event. that Texas Monthly puts on Uh, basically the top 50 barbecue joints from whatever year, you know, it's every four years, right? You do the top 50 um, are invited. It's just a big party, music, everything. It's so much fun. They unfortunately and smartly are not doing it this year. So it's going to go virtual. So you can do the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest uh, backyard edition what is that? How can people uh, sign up, support that?
3: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it bringing 3,500 people together in Austin uh, was going to be irresponsible. Uh, also the fact that, you know, we know that the restaurants have to put so much into it from mm-hmm. a time standpoint and money standpoint, that, that would also be irresponsible mm-hmm. uh, asking the restaurants to come do that. Uh, so we decided to sort of turn it around and uh, the week leading up to it, um, so I'll be in my backyard, uh, the, the, first Sunday in November and then the week leading up to that, uh, we've got barbecue joints across the state who are, uh, going to have specials. Some, some are putting some special prices together. Some are putting special, um, dishes together,
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, basically as a way to just get people out to their community barbecue joint, mm-hmm. um, to, to get out there and, and buy as much barbecue yeah. as they can that week and really support these restaurants since, uh, you know, our, Congress won't do it, and um, you said it. So um. then, <laughs> coming toward uh, yeah. So then it uh, on Sunday. Then I'll be in the backyard, and you can buy a barbecue box. Uh, so we put together uh, different mm-hmm. non-perishable barbecue items from a bunch of different barbecue joints there's i mean there's coffee and barbecue sauces and pickles from stanley's pickles i saw yeah. and koozies awesome. and yeah uh, all kinds of stuff in this box so you can sort of play along at home and That's cool. and and cook your own stuff in the backyard and and, and use some of these products and eat, eat them alongside and then uh watch me screw up some stuff in the backyard nice. um Hopefully, I mean it. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't always go smoothly, right? So,
1: that's a good. I mean, we appreciate you guys doing that.
3: Yeah, because it's huge.
1: Yeah, we we personally are featuring things like our bar menu options, so like the Heim Burger. Um, I forget everything, hand pies and stuff, but other things that you can get at Heim besides just the barbecue. So. Oh. The Heimburger. Good Heimburger, oh, man. <laughs> but I do have a request though. Like maybe Uh-oh. when this blows over, I don't know, March or whatever, yeah. can we just all get drunk together like we normally do at <laughs> Texas Monthly? All the owners and stuff.
3: Well, yeah. I maybe think... have
1: a get together.
3: <laughs> yeah, that that whole hog pit that's sitting in my backyard. Oh yeah, we put it to good use. Okay, we're
1: it. there. That's not too
3: uh, far either. Yeah, so go
0: to texasmonthly.com/barbecue. There's a ton of links for stuff where you can get the package um, sent to your house
3: and figure out how you can tune in to the backyard barbecue.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And there's yeah, there's info hopefully uh at BBQ Snob Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um did you want to do the power rank or no? Sure. Do you have time? Power rank we is do it, a power is, rank. Is it a power rank about barbecue joints? <laughs> oh. No, we know your yes. power
1: rank on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and two, you know, before we get into this last, you know, goofy thing or whatever, uh, support barbecue anywhere you can, especially smaller places, especially, um, you know, to go, whatever, if you're not comfortable going to a place that may be open, Um you know, Snows is closed, but like you can support them. You can buy stuff off their website. I think through
3: they're um, still they're still cooking every week. Yeah, you can still buy their barbecue, and there's lots of barbecue joints out there that are that are still shipping their barbecue. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's there's a ton of ways you can do that. And too, if just follow Daniel. I mean, he's got um, you know. I need a barbecue place in Houston. There's an article. There's a list of a million everything you possibly need to know. Um, you know, wherever you're at. So we'll do this real quick. So Power Rank, we do Power Rank every week. Um, it's one of the best parts of our show, right?
1: <laughs> to so us. So <laughs> I
0: wanted to um, briefly, and I guess let's do, we could do maybe top five, I think would be good. Yeah. Um, Power Rank, and this isn't any specific, right? I mean, we, if there is a specific, we could say, but Power Rank Best Barbecue Side Dishes. Go.
3: Like just not not any specific not any specific place. If it's awesome, name it. Um, you I mean, know, this is place that makes this baked potato salad. I can't remember. <laughs> it's pretty good,
1: isn't it? Have you ever mixed it with the beans,
3: dude? Mm. That's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. So do you, <laughs> so you ever so mix?
3: Um, do you ever pour barbecue sauce onto your mustard-based potato salad? That's I think really I good. have. Yeah, really it's really good. But uh, for me, number one and. It's really just about, it's not so much about a barbecue side, but there's enough barbecue joints that do onion rings that I can yeah. put it in there. I mean, I love, I love fantastic onion. onion rings, yeah. and I'm not just saying that because you guys make great <laughs> onion rings.
0: Thank you. But,
3: um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, like a great fried okra, fried onion rings. Yes. Those things don't often show up in barbecue menus because they're, mm. they've are they got a smoker. They don't have fryers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, barbecue, barbecue. Uh, uh, Pitmaster once joked with me that like once you put a, a fryer in, like you realize that it's a lot more profitable be, to be a fried catfish place than bar exactly. place. Yes. So, um, so <laughs> a barbecue place. so they kind of a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Number two, uh, man, I love mac and cheese. Ooh, mm-hmm. love yeah, yeah. mac and cheese. Um, uh, let's see.
0: Number three. Of the potato salad, do you, you know, mustard, mayo, obviously we do the baked potato salad that a lot of other places do now. Do you have a <laughs> preference of that? Because I hate mayo potato salad, I'll say right now. It's I mean, fight I, anyway I like
3: likes. I like a good mustard potato salad.
0: Me too. Um, yeah.
3: yeah. Like, like neon yellow. I, uh, let's put it this way. I like a potato salad that would also taste good on top of a brisket sandwich. Okay. right, I think All right. Like it's got like today. It, <laughs> it's, it's got the mustard on it slow bone though they've got one that they've got yeah. a horseradish got potato side. salad and Ooh. it goes great with their brisket too because yeah. you get that horseradish going
0: on shout out Jeffrey Um, the sweet potato casserole whatever they call it I don't know
1: they got they Brussels sprouts nah, that's they... not a side
3: that's a dessert well it's a <laughs> sugary <Yeah>. sweet treat <laughs> um, let's see I mean I gotta put pinto beans in there because yeah. I love yeah. beans and I, I love pinto beans mm-hmm. and I love uh savory pinto beans with, uh, with, with bar- chunks of barbecue in there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got home from my road trip yesterday, immediately mm-hmm. chop up leftovers, put them in a freezer bag, put them in the freezer. And that's like my, that's my, my power flavor pack to my homemade beans. Awesome. Right. If I need to make a pot of yeah. beans, awesome. I've always got like a pound of chopped up barbecue that I throw in there. I got a very
0: specific so question about beans and this is something that, um, has been somewhat difficult in our marriage. Oh,
1: this is stupid.
0: <laughs> I grew up, and uh, you can blame Robinheim or Jane Tucker, um, my mother and grandmother. And the, Daniel, maybe you could tell us, you could be the deciding factor on this. When we ate beans growing up, and I'm talking about specifically uh, sweet sweet beans, what do you call them? What are they called?
1: Like those big like beans. 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 Sweet, sweet yeah. Baked, yeah, beans. baked beans. Yeah,
0: baked beans. The process for which you would serve it is to... Uh, take the can Bush's great brand if they want to sponsor uh, <laughs> open the can and then pour it into a bowl and so no when it. I met right? <laughs> my beautiful wife and went to their house they no no um, no,
1: it was the other way around I was at your house oh right and right. I took a bite and I was like oh I love Bush's baked beans and uh took a bite and it was like Cold and I was so off put and I was like you you guys didn't heat your beans and they're like we don't heat beans
3: that's my
0: whole life and then if we have beans like every we now and don't
3: then don't heat we'll beans co- <laughs> that's that's quite a family mantra we don't <laughs> heat beans around here maybe it's
1: because y'all are like the, qu-
3: the Texas. bigger question the bigger question though is then why the bowl that's yeah, a great point why not like, the why can? the transfer
0: well it's got you got to be classy Daniel but um put your cold so you beans. so your you would team hot, those beans also, your right? hot beans also right
3: I didn't know there was a team not hot this is I a whole it.
1: article I, in the next. I a, book. Like, like I will yeah. tell you
3: that I, my, the beans that I make at home, they. Yeah. Uh, I, I make the chicken stock for them too. And it's it's so it's a very, uh, very gelatin heavy chicken mm. stock. And there's plenty of fat in it. Mm-hmm. And so mm. a scoop of the cold beans out of the fridge is quite fortifying. Yeah. And is, is delicious. He's
0: converted. All right. You're on my no, team, Daniel. Thank no, Daniel. you. I'm, thank you for proving no. my point. <laughs>
3: but room, uh, thank room you, temperature. Thank you. This has been a great. No. But only cold from the fridge or hot. I don't think room temperature. Room temperature. Beans. They were
1: totally room temperature. Uh,
3: well, I, I have one. I did a Twitter poll. <laughs> (laughs) about it have you ever maybe put them in the freezer and then maybe slice them at the table kind of like the cranberry pate,
0: like a bean baked bean pate? (laughs) that'll be a new special yeah that we'll name that the barbecue that's on your
3: power rank you already have a barbecue snob dish
0: (laughs) and i want to i want to make a point and i regret doing that i love you but somebody was like oh you're trying to kiss daniel's ass you came to the food truck. No, you're doing that by having me on your podcast. Yeah, that's the, now. Now I'm doing that. I need the business. So,
3: yeah.
1: We've I mean, upgraded whatever. to a podcast. Yeah.
0: And do or you take cash or check before we um, – leave? But on um, you came to the food truck, you bought a chopped brisket sandwich and bacon burn ends, mm-hmm. and then you put that onto the sandwich. So then the next time you came, I was like, that's the barbecue snob. Um, but people are like, oh, like whatever. It's like, Again,
1: um, no. second bestseller sandwich behind yeah. the big cat.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's so. it's obviously like a great combination. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think you're doing it to pander. And uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, if you go to 18th and Vine in Dallas, they have a, a brisket grilled cheese, but you can get it <laughs> snob style, which is their. It's a burn end grilled cheese.
0: Like okay. a Kansas City, right? They do the Kansas yeah. City style. So they do the Kansas
3: um, Kansas City style burn-ins inside of grilled cheese. We
0: went way off the off Delicious. the rails with beans talk. And I'm going to put a poll up. I want to hear from the listeners. Paul, you got anything on that? Cold and hot beans? I like cold beans.
2: <laughs> what? But but they have to be cold beans. Not okay. room really like, temperature. Out of the, like, I okay.
3: literally have some... Okay. You got
1: beans bake. right there?
3: No, he's not over <laughs> he's, here. He's, 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 beans right now. he's <laughs> eating ban- beans from a can <laughs> right now. No, but I do
0: have a thing of baked beans in my fridge right now that every day, because I don't eat a lot of carbs.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I got to watch my girlish figure. Sure, yeah. So Me too. I, just take a just a good big spoonful of those cold beans. Mm. It's Mm-mm. so good. Okay. You guys. Okay, three against one. Okay. So uh,
3: three.
1: So I mean, you weren't really all the way cold. He
3: said kind of
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking would, about you're at a cookout. I at would a friend's never house.
3: eat nor would I serve beans at room temperature straight from a can. Thank you. Ever. Just try it.
0: Next time you're at your house no, by yourself it. and like no you know, family's not there or anything, just you know, go go into a dark room and just open open up a can of beans <laughs> you're dark, dude you're um, weird your dark bean room <laughs> yeah, you bean room
1: i just think it's so like rude to not tell anyone if you're at a cookout and you got like uh, hot dogs and burgers and you're like oh cool delicious baked yeah. beans and then they're cold yeah
3: it's, it's like, like if you would come over to a pizza party and they're just like they didn't mention that every pizza has anchovies
1: on. yeah it's like why am i here it are
3: threw you me on people that are like heat, Agree to up, disagree. heat up potato salad no. no, but a warm, but warm German but, but style? But pota- well, potato salad though, like yeah. as you're making it if mm-hmm. the potatoes are still a little warm, potato there's salad. nothing wrong with that.
1: It's always I will good the that. next day though when it like all congealed.
0: Because there was some place I had where it was, you know, there's like a German style where it's the warm potatoes with the strong uh,
3: mustard. Vinegar, yeah, yeah. And like all of the... And the bacon, um, and onions.
1: I'm and so, what time? I'm so hungry. I know, we got to We've
3: already, we told Daniel it'd be an hour and we were lying. Yeah. Um, sorry. Bris- so. Brisket love in East Texas, that's the best German potato salad. I've eaten.
0: in uh, Lindale. Mm-hmm. We I just met a guy from Lindale that does a catering out there. Um, I forget his name, but anyway. Oh yeah, German potato salad, onion Great. rings, mac and cheese. Beans. What else did you say? Beans, cold beans. Obviously, that it's a little low at three, but we'll take it. I would say on my list because I know you're asking. Um, <laughs> collard greens. I yes. think underrated uh, dish.
3: Well, and and if if you have the opportunity on the menu. Like if, if I see greens and mac yep. and cheese on the menu, that's the two, yeah. w- that's the two sides I'm going to get with my meal. Mm. Of course.
1: <sighs> I'm probably going to eat high barbecue today.
3: <laughs> uh, it's not that good. Um,
0: <laughs> what else are we missing here? Grits. You're a big Grits fan. Do you want to talk about that? Grits? No.
1: Grits. Grits became a thing for me like recently. <laughs> Do you like
0: Grits? I like Grits.
1: You know what I really neither like? Neither is-
0: one of you are from here. No offense, but... That's grits is kind of a very southern. Yeah,
3: thing. no, I yeah. I like grits, but yeah, I, I, I like cheese grits. grits better, and I like mac and cheese better than yeah. that. So yeah. if you don't have a stick of
0: butter in your grits, then they're probably. The
1: Riata's grits are really really good, and I think those are the ones that I like the most. But I don't like order grits.
3: Yeah, um, coleslaw. Do we care about coleslaw? It? Is never going to make it in my you top five. <laughs> but uh, if I'm going to have a slaw, I definitely want a, like a vinegar oil slaw rather than a um, sweet a mayonnaise with the slaw. mayo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like our coleslaw. I've talked about changing it a hundred times, but unless
3: changes. unless you're talking about sam jones at skylight Inn. Mm. that like ridiculously sweet chopped up mm-hmm. mayo slaw that and the like the vinegar sauce mm-hmm. that they uh the, the vinegar that they flavor the pork with mm-hmm. you put that fatty pork and that sweet slaw together and it is a wonderful i need a road
1: trip well <laughs> that's what i
3: love and that's why uh, you
0: know and i'll be the collard green guy if i have to but when you do the good collard greens, you get that, like, fatty, you know, pot liquor or whatever, mm-hmm. um, John T. Edge would mm-hmm. call it, or a lot of people would call it. But um, then it's, like, a little vinegary. I mean, that's perfect with super salty, peppery brisket, pork, whatever.
1: I like it with um, turkey, too.
0: Or turkey. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. But a y'all don't y'all serve greens, right? We do.
3: We mm-hmm. do every day at the river, um, okay. and then
0: we do on Wednesdays at Magnolia. And Why? Then- I don't know. So do I we make memory? Mean, do
3: you, do you, do you day, separate sure. the stem? Yes. Yes. We See, pull. that is one of the things mm-hmm. uh, I think. Greens newbies, or maybe yep. just the fact that if you're cooking them for like a restaurant, if mm-hmm. you're cooking a huge batch, it's it's a real pain to remove oh, yeah. the stem. Well, it's also Me, expensive
1: I, to get a labor yeah. or yeah. already deveined.
3: So if I'm if I'm at home cooking greens, mm-hmm. I cut the stem out, I start the stem, mm-hmm. uh, then I chop up the stems and start them in the pan yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, whatever pork fat I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. using for it, and then put the leaves in toward the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and. Continually, and add.
3: so if you if you leave the stem and the leaves together, mm-hmm. you have to overcook the leaves so right. much to right, get right, the right. stems done
1: mm-hmm.
3: that I think it's overdone. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. All
1: to you that. new joints out there, Daniel's looking for stimulus. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> well, just soft. They're I mean, you're soft, yeah. You're also listening to a guy from Ohio telling you how he likes his greens. So hey. I mean, it's not. <laughs>
1: It
0: matters. It's I, important. Um, I'm very thankful that you came today, Daniel. Yeah. This means a lot to us. Um, we don't get to see you that often. And usually when we do, I'm terrified because you're in my <laughs> restaurant eating. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, or Texas Monthly, we get to hang out and have, have fun with everybody else. But um, this means a lot. Check out. Oh, So we're going to. I don't know how the hell we'll do this, but we're going to give this away. Prophets of Smoke to Me, uh, Daniel Vaughn's book, Autograph. That's so awesome. Um, also, I totally forgot, but Whole Hog Barbecue, right, is the title. Um, Sam Jones' cookbook, the the Daniel.
3: Um, if you want a great greens recipe that includes uh, an entire hog head to make the broth.
0: Ooh. Hell yeah. And Sam Jones, too, and, I, and this is going to be controversial, but maybe the best bite, I have to say maybe, maybe the best bite of barbecue I've ever had. We cooked two Red wattle hogs at Four Corners Brewery for something. And um, Sam Jones, David Hale Smith and I, with a little help from Jim Beam, uh, <laughs> cooked a couple hogs from Legend Meats. Mm-hmm. Larry Bratton, is that his name? Legend Meats, whatever that guy's name is. Super nice guy. The best barbecue I think I've ever had. Whole hog. Like Daniel said, with the vinegar, um, Sam Jones, with the coleslaw that's like just green cabbage, basically. And like, you know, it's just uh, that bite together, a little crispy. Um, was awesome. And I'd, I've always wanted to do more whole hog at the restaurant. Maybe eventually we'll get to do that.
3: Cadillac does that, right, pretty often. Cadillac, now they, they serve whole hog every day that they're open now. Wow. It's become so popular for me. Mm. Yeah,
0: I would love to do that. Um, I'm just trying to get people to show up on time. So, you know, one <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> but, um, Struggle. Anyway, Struggle, and I heard right? actually some of our employees listen to this. So that's a shocking. Hey,
1: Jelani. Uh, I know you people. listen to it. Thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> But we, we, our first episode, we spent a lengthy amount of time talking about a, a lady sent a, uh, hey, I, you know, everything, like the ribs look perfect. Everything else looked great. Um, I think maybe this corn dog didn't look, it was like black. It was like, like it looked like this microphone. This tape, it was table. like it someone had left a corn dog in the fryer for hours, pulled it out, and then was just like, well, I guess that's good enough and threw it. Um, Got so, past
1: two expos.
0: So anyway, now we're the, we're the corn dog. <laughs> Place that also
3: serves other things. So that, you can get them extra well done. You
0: can
1: Five do hour whatever, corn I mean, dog. Yeah, Shout do out whatever, to Martin House.
0: Do whatever House. <laughs> you want. We'll roll it on the ground if, if you're into that. Um but yeah, thank you, Daniel, for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, it means thank a lot you. to us. Follow Daniel at barbecue snob at BBQ Snob, I should say. Um, Twitter, Instagram, uh TexasMonthly.com slash barbecue. Check out the Barbecue Fest Backyard Edition. Um everything. So thank you again, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.
3: Now thanks. now where are my bacon burn-ins?
1: I know. I should have brought <laughs> I know, some. Yeah. I know exactly where they are. <laughs> what time is it? Oh we're open. Yeah. <laughs> we're open. We're open. All right. Thanks guys. On the hive. <laughs> <laughs>